What's up, everybody? This is Nikkei Roach, and welcome to Massage Marketing Secrets. And I wanted to first give you a little back thing. Um, when I was a young kid, um, I was probably the most awkward, big-headed, I mean, when I say big head, I have a pretty big, jank head. I mean, which is why I can never find a hat that actually exactly fits. You know those 10-gallon hats to those cowboy, you know, who, who, you know, cowboy movies? Well, my head is so big, I'm usually walking around with a 20-gallon hat. You know, it's just, I have a really large cranium. Um, I got it from my, probably from my grandfather who had a big head too. I don't know if it really means we had a bigger brain. It probably just means we just got a lot of air up there. But it, it just kind of, when I, when, because I was so self-conscious, when I was little, I was a little guy. I didn't have that much, you know, I'm a little bigger now, so it kind of evens out. But when I was little, I had like this head which was disproportionate. So it looked kind of freaky. I looked like a bobblehead, which meant that I was very self-conscious and I really did not, you, you probably won't find any speeches of me, and I'm almost sure you won't find any speeches of me anytime, any live speeches before the age of 21. You will not find any of them because I was so self-conscious about the size of my head, which, you know, caused me not to want to do any public speech. You won't see me in any college photos or any high school. I didn't, I didn't speak, you know, during that time because I was so self-conscious. And I, I, I kind of stumbled upon this as I was developing a business of a solution to this. And I, and I started to say, okay, what can I do to get people to think I am really, really somewhat smart? And it, it might, you might think it is read some books, um, which yes, you should read some books if you want to become smart. But if it's sort of strange, but if you really want to, if you want to appear smart, ask smart questions to smart people, okay? To, to ask a smart question is to ask a question that nobody else really thought about asking, but ask anyway. And so it's like, if you start studying and start looking at, you know, people who host shows like Oprah and Phil Donahue, if you will, you know, those folks really know how to ask really good questions. Well, one of the main reasons they ask good questions is because, you know, they they have a big audience, they have a whole team of people to come up with those questions. But if you think about that, one of the most effective ways to increase your marketing and your reputation as a holistic practitioner is not necessarily putting your hands on people. Yes, you'll become you know, a great reputation to maybe 300 people maximum, because that's about as many people as you're gonna be able to do comfortably without destroying yourself per year. So you become famous for 300 people, but if you really wanna turn that into maybe 3,000 people or 30,000 people, simply start interviewing smart people. Now here's the ticket. It doesn't necessarily have to be in your particular genre. Like we are massage therapists primarily or acupuncture or chiropractors. We think maybe we should keep it all within the flow of my particular profession. I think that's a mistake and, and, and it's kind of crazy. Just ask anyone to do an interview with you on say a Facebook Live or in a podcast like this one. 
once you start getting comfortable, you're gonna have to get the mothballs out of your mouth. And the only way to get that is just start doing it more and more. As they say, whatever scares you, you probably should do more of it, okay? If it's still scaring you, you need to do more of it. When I first started this podcast, I was scared, you know it. And I really didn't want to do it because I didn't trust my voice. And sometimes I can ramble on, which you already know that. But start interviewing people who are smarter than you. It's so funny. Most everybody I ask to interview, they will say yes. Some of the people, my mentors, some of them are successful business owners. Some of them are politicians. Some of them are, you know, well-known in the entertainment industry. It's sort of strange, but you just simply ask. And it doesn't matter if you only have 10 listeners or 20,000 listeners. If, peop- if, you're, if you have a sincere desire to learn more about that person, which everybody I decide to interview, I have a sincere desire to learn more about what they have to offer, then they generally will say yes, or they'll give you some parameters for them to say yes. Most of them won't say no. But if you, if, if you understand that parameter, maybe they don't have time in your schedule. You have to adjust. Like this one person I just interviewed, she was in Minnesota coming off a road show, coming off of filming, coming off of recording, coming off of all this different stuff. And she actually did it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. She did a live interview with me without makeup because she thought it was going to be it was so funny she thought it was just going to be over the phone but when i said it's gonna be a facebook live she was totally shocked and it was it was hilarious to kind of get her off off of kind of out of her norm because normally she's got makeup and her hair is done and she's in her in her outfit and whatever but it was so fun she was actually driving from rehearsal somewhere else and i caught her right between it and luckily enough it was about 30 minutes, about 30 minutes between her where she was doing rehearsal to where she was getting to her next place. So sometimes it just works out that way. So if you don't ask, they won't say yes. Okay, and the answer will always be no. But if you give people a sincere understanding that what you're doing is going to help them and you're genuinely interested in what they have to share, they will interview you. And it's so funny how many people don't do it. So if you want to grow your practice, if you want to grow your practice beyond just what you can physically do, because at some point you're going to not, you're going to, you are unable to satisfy every client or patient because you can't physically touch everyone. But that's about leveraging yourself out so that you can hire out if that's appropriate. But besides what you can physically do, what about the stuff that comes out of your mind? The stuff that comes out of your mind is way more profitable than anything your hands could craft. I'm here to tell you, the best surgeon on the planet will never make more than the person who has the most inventive mind. You can have a surgeon who's making millions per year, but I'll put them up against a 14-year-old with a great idea and the, the desire and even the access, they don't even have to have the resources, the access to be able to fulfill their dream and hands down, financially, they'll kill that surgeon financially. So don't let your physical hands be the limitation of your growth. Go beyond that. And the easiest way to do that, to grow your following, if you don't wanna always do the talking, is to just interview other people who are smarter than you 
who have something passionate to share, and then you sort of, kind of, ride the wave so that people eventually will come back to you because you interview and you love to do it and you're passionate about what you're, what you're about to share. If you need more, just get in contact with me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, or you can just pop on over to NikkeiRoach.com and I'll be able to share some other insights, some free stuff, and some paid stuff, and we'll keep it moving. Have a safe travel. Talk to you next time. Bye for now.